Hello. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm Courtney. We're two girls in Ohio. We're filming at my house today. Filming. filming. <laughs> it's live filming. We're recording. We have our good friend Heather here with us. Hi. Um, she had to be coerced a little bit to be a guest on the podcast, but I was actually really surprised when I was like, hey, we're recording at my house, so you should come, and she already had thought of someone she would yeah. want to do for yeah. Celebrity I did. Spotlight. You mentioned it multiple times. Well, duh, but like, just because I mention it doesn't mean you're going to actually think about it well, or do like it. I feel like you are pretty pushy broad, so I knew <laughs> it was going to happen eventually. Speaking of... <laughs> What? Saturday night. Oh, do we have to speak of Saturday <laughs> no, no, no. night? All I don't say, know the story of no, Saturday No, no, no. All I'll say is the moment that your butt hit the top of the bar. Yep. Oh, gosh. Roger was immediately overwhelmed and was like, get down, get down, get down, get down. And I was like, she's fine. It's not a big deal. He was like, she needs to get down. Tell her to get down. She's and I was like, just let her this ease it. Is her this is her okay. My it's natural fine. element, actually. Um, she's fine. We went to campus on Saturday. We tailgated. Mm-hmm. And first of all, Max was being like, very, I don't know if it's just his old age or what, but he was like, we got to get down there. The Ubers are already going to be this, blah, blah, blah. And poor Bailey and Colleen are like, no kids, slept until noon, like, kind of getting ready. And he's like, don't they know we're leaving? And, like, all this stuff. I was like, chill out. We could literally walk to campus from their house if we needed to. Like, yeah. if Ubers were that bad. They weren't. They were totally fine. Um, we ended up tailgating at Matt and Bryn's place. And it's, like, in a garage, yeah, which is nice. Because then it was, yeah. like, drizzling, you know. But we were covered, so that was nice. They had food. That saved my life. I mean, what little life I had at the end of the night. But I had I not had that food, think yeah. of that. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> Stop right here. Why? Because you're talking about you eating food. <laughs> and I have to bring it up. <laughs> I have to. What episode was that where you guys got drunk? The 50th. Oh, oh the 50th episode. She claims <laughs> that in Miami I was telling her, like, not to order food. Right? Isn't that what you said? You were like, no. Heather was I like, said, you no, say you don't I don't eat that eat. much. You don't. You don't need to order. Like, I don't know. No, what it was you were making me. fun of me for what I was ordering because you were like, you won't eat that. I mean, there was a miscommunication, but I just need the world of this podcast to know I'm not telling my friend not to order food. <laughs> I would. She barely eats. I would say the same oh. thing. Like, don't order that. No, what happened was <laughs> we were at a dinner with everyone, and so then she just, I wasn't aware of what was going on. And oh, she just started yeah. ordering appetizers oh. and was like, yeah, I'll take the Brussels sprouts. I'll take two salads. And I was oh. like, Kelly, you don't have to, like, order stuff for the whole table. Like, I don't know. Miami gets expensive. So I was like, you don't have but to we ate order it. stuff. We did, but I feel like if that was the part, the pizza that you guys got, yeah, and should have split. Oh, it so was good. a big pizza, but it was really good. And then they ended up giving it what to your Uber driver? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. We, we were like, going to the speak club. English, and we were oh. like, "Oh, pizza!" And he was like, "Yeah, pizza." Yeah. And we were like, "No, like take it." And so we just left it in his dash, and he was like, "Thank you. Like, you're welcome." We're not creepy. We promise. Yeah. yeah. Except maybe we are. He probably uh, ate it. Yeah. yeah. We didn't make up a song about that Uber driver. No, no, no. Other Uber drivers in Miami, we did, though. Yeah, Heather's the creator of... Oh, yes, the visionary. What was Eduardo? Just beautiful just night on the causeway. No, but, like, I... That, so, listen, that night, as that was happening, I was, like, I was telling everyone, which, like, I had had a couple drinks, and it was fine, <laughs> but I had told them that 
I feel like my one true skill in life is being able to like come up with jingles on the spot mm. and like songs like quickly mm-hmm. on the spot. So you then should I come up, up with, with our like two girls in Ohio podcast song. Yeah, we need a jingle. We do. I don't know. A jingle jangle. A jangle dangle. We don't need a jangle dangle. We don't need a jangle dangle. <laughs> I don't know the story of the jangle dangle, but I don't know if I can do that right now. Yeah. Yes. That's episode something or other. Yeah. I'll point you in the right no, direction. No, I've, d- I've heard you guys talk about it. I just oh. forget. There's really no more story. Something from no. college, right? Yeah, we yeah. just You were sitting in a, a window pretend. or yeah. something. No, that was the mooning shelf. But yeah, mooning similar shelf. time frame. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so Saturday, I ended up after... Okay, first of all, don't even really remember you coming to Big Bar with me, Courtney. But Courtney came to Big you Bar with me. You also walked... We walked so fast. Was it just me and you walking? No. Oh. You acted... The reason... When you said that, that you didn't know that the rest of us were there, I was like, because you were... It was... We were non-existent to you. You walked so fast. It was like a slight jog. To... A mile down the road. Say, how far is this? It's a decent walk. I mean, I we feel walked like a it. Mile's pretty we good. were at the library yeah. and went to Big Bar, which is probably a mile or yeah. a little under. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where things are anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes a minute. So to who get was there. I with? Max. He was the only one that was keeping up with you. Really? Yes. Literally, like, don't remember yes. that in the flight. It was. It was all of us. We were all walking together, but it was so. Cra- I mean, it was yeah. wildly crowded. So we kept getting like split up. Don't you remember like? Matt, like, faking out people. Oh, I do. He likes to do, what's it called? Yes. And we were missing. And then he almost, like, runs into things afterwards. It's always Because obviously he had been drinking as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then Bailey was missing, so Colleen and I were trying to handle that. Bailey ended up at the casino. Wait, can I what was the time frame from, like, <laughs> Matt and Bryn's to this? Because oh. got to the tailgate at, like... Oh, it was a late game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was thinking it was a noon game. For got the to the tailgate at, like, four. The yeah. Four. And then the game, I literally don't even know when the game ended. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. I know Probably that 11. I got home at 2.30 a.m. I do know that. Because my babysitter was expecting me at midnight, and I literally sent midnight. her a text verbatim. I told her I'd be home at midnight. I don't know why I told her that. Verbatim, I just said, sorry, I'm not coming home. I'm having the time of my life is oh what I texted God. her. <laughs> oh, my God. And then at, like, 1.40, she was like, I'm really tired. And I was like, all right, I'll get an Uber. But, yeah, we got to the top of Big Bar, and I just couldn't stop dancing. I couldn't stop walking up to any young group of girls and being like, who here Sounds has a significant right. other? And they'd be like me, or they'd be like, we but don't. And you'd to be, like, be dump them. Literally. Now. Yes, yes, that's what exactly but what I was to doing. to be fair, the first group of girls that came up to us came up to us. Yeah. Mm. It was very weird. Mm. They were clearly small children. Like, yeah. I could possibly teach them. But I. But they came up to us and started talking to us. And they were like, you guys are having so much fun. Like, they were, yeah. like, really pleasant. people and, don't know how to have fun yeah, it was, at places. Yeah. It was bizarre. And that happened, and I was like, oh, no, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Who did I buy drinks for? Because I walked up to the bar very mission. Oh, on a mission yeah, and bought yeah. like six drinks and I don't really know who uh, all they I went to. I think like Bryn, me, Colleen, 
Okay. That was nice of me to yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, I think it was... <laughs> I just know I walked over and was like, here. And I remember someone being like, wow, you bought me a drink. Or, like, they were surprised I bought them a but drink. But I feel Bryn. like you do that. Was it Bryn? Okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like you do that. Yeah. Well, because you wanted to... You knew it was probably... In your brain, you knew it was way too crowded and that it most likely no one was going to like the situation. Yeah. Colleen was freaking out. Yeah. She was losing it over how crowded it was. She stayed there later with me. Jake, were you there when Jake showed up? Yeah. So Jake showed up with that kid that I d- couldn't tell you his name. He met him at a work training when he was in Texas. And then the Texas kid came here because he's a fan of OSU apparently. So then came here and just like stayed with Jake. But they were there. And I just like would not stop dancing. Could not stop dancing. No, we no, and it was fun. But I... Because Roger was like, we're absolutely not going to Big Bar. And I was like, but we are. <laughs> and he was like, like you're going to lose this one. Yeah, he was like, no, no, we're not going. And I was like, 15 minutes. Yeah. He had no idea how long it took. He didn't know how far away it was. Yeah. He did not know. Now so once knows. we were just walking, he, yeah. you're stuck. Yeah, what else are you going to do? <laughs> and we had Colleen was with us, mm-hmm. like walking, which makes no sense. Her stride is so much longer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like she's like us. pretty. She a daddler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and. And so after like a half hour, Roger was like, okay, I'm ready to leave. And I was like, it's only been like 10 minutes. And he was like, it's been a half hour. And I was like, oh, neat. So then we had to walk all the way back. Yeah, where'd you park? We parked on Oakland, which is past the library. Yeah. (laughs) So we had to walk all the way back. That basement was cool. It's So the library is like an older bar, and usually it's not that crowded on game days, but they redid their whole basement. Mm. But we, like, had, like, a whole section in the basement, which Mm. was nice. It was fine. That worked. It was a good time. We were not good the next day. Yeah. We just laid around and did nothing. Our children were like, I'm hungry. Feed me. And I was like, Get in the cabinet and get it yourself. I did a lot more than Max did. I will say that. He laid down for a very, very long time. I was like, can you help me at some point? And he's like, no, I can't. And I'm like, all right, fine. I had a brunch with a girlfriend, and she was like, are you alive? And I was like, I'm putting it together, man. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. She was like, you don't have to. I can cancel the reservation. I was like, nope, I'm doing it. I'm getting in the shower. I'm doing it. I'm okay. And I got there, and I was like, honestly, when I woke up, I was still drunk, and I wasn't sure. That's how I felt. I mean, I hadn't, by the end of the night at Taylor's wedding, I wasn't. I don't know. I feel like it was late enough that I wasn't that bad. And I was playing pool and I was really focused on that game. But the next morning, Troy ran the half marathon. And so I went to go watch him. So I had to get up early. And I was laying in bed like, would it be the worst thing <laughs> to tell him I'm not coming? Like the only person watching? Like, sorry, I can't make it. And then he had my keys, my only keys to my car. And I was like, man, this gives me a good out. And I was like, no, you're doing it. So I just ordered the Uber. And I was like, now you have to get up because... If you like waste this money, Troy. Is that when you shared it. your Uber ride yeah. with me? You and Morgan, I'm your guys' like shared Uber people, and Morgan didn't remember, but she just went to Florida. Mm. And so literally I feel like every two seconds I would get a ding and it'd be like, Morgan ordered an Uber. Yeah. And I'm like, I literally know what you're doing, like in like you're leaving the airport right now. You're going to your friend's house or yeah. wherever. But I don't know why when I shared that with you, I thought like this is the time that some creepo would kidnap someone at like seven in the morning, not like 1 a.m. Mm. Everyone would think That's a good idea. it would be mm-hmm. like in the morning mm-hmm. with some stupid girl like me. <laughs> That's dumb and would just, I don't know. But he was very nice. Did you make up a song about him? No. I was oh. very quiet. It was really, really cold and his car was super warm. So, I mean, I was like hung over a little bit. So yeah. I was like nuzzled in his seat. 
I appreciate Thanks, it when guys. the drivers like don't make you to force chit chat. No. I honestly feel like that's less and less. That they, yeah. like, talk uh-huh. to you. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like any Uber I've been in the last year, they've talked to me at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't We had that one by. lady after we got back from Miami who... Oh, yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah. She really She told us all about her kids. Her and one her window husband. was busted out, and it was, like, a... Trash uh, bag trash. over it. And she was saying her car just got broken into, which is, yeah. like, why that happened. But, like... And then she was talking about her husband, who apparently was sitting next yeah. to her, but she wasn't, like, talking what? about him as if he was sitting next to her. Like, she, there was a dude next to yes. her. But, like, the way she was speaking about him didn't make it seem like that that was her husband. Yeah. But she, didn't you say later, like, he didn't yeah. sound like he didn't speak English? No, he did not. Okay. So yeah. that's probably why she was so, talking about yeah. him as if he was not there. <laughs> and she Wait, had, like, there was an kids. extra person was, in the Uber? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know they're not allowed to do that, right? Because mm-hmm. that's happened before with my ex-boyfriend when we were going places. We were like, this feels weird. Yeah. We got in and it was like a boyfriend-girlfriend situation. Mm-hmm. Ah. And they were like, can we... So we asked to stop like at... We were at Emily and Kyle's house. So we're like, can you just stop up there, please? And we're going to get out. And they were like, what? And we're like, no, something's weird here. Yeah. We don't like it. And we got out. I mean, I didn't feel weird until... Because we shared the ride to her house. And then they took me to my house. And when I was by myself, oh. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> So I just kept talking. And she was yeah. like, so do you want to have another kid? Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. She's like, if I'm alive still, I'll, like, maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll think about that then. If I you two tomorrow. don't kidnap yeah. me? Yeah. Like, yeah. what a ruse. Uh, one doesn't act like he doesn't speak English. Yeah. That's a ruse. Yeah. I've seen it. And she was like, yeah, we're moving. Like... Next week we're moving. I don't remember where it was, like to Texas or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I homeschool my kids, and I have like six. Gonna kids. take you with them. To Texas. And we're gonna yeah. try to have She's another like, one. She's like, Forty-five. I'm like, oh, neat. Okay, <laughs> you keep doing you. I'm gonna go. Thanks. This is actually my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just start running next yeah. to the car. And I like. So, I mean, then my I have like a front yard garden thing but then I still had stuff growing and she was like oh what do you have here what kind of what kind of tomatoes do you have over there what kind of peppers are those I was like I just want to get out of this car and my kids like ran out of the house like, I'm gonna go bye get in the, get in the house get in the house yes exactly like don't show her who lives here like they might come for you she does have six kids did she have those six kids I don't know Oh, Isn't it sad that like literally majority of the time when I meet people, I like wonder like what bad thing they might do to me? I f- I think it's the world we're living in now. Yeah, it's especially with all the like. I mean, it's terrible, but all the like murder shows and crime stuff. And don't you love that stuff? I do love that stuff. Yeah. Yes. So like, it's in the forefront mm-hmm. of your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just always have a backup plan. Yeah, it's just being Never aware. Know if it's going to be you. No, I think it's actually having anxiety is what that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. huh? That's undiagnosed. I should check that out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are people loving? Anyone watching anything? Listening to anything? Reading anything? I am working on you still. Third oh, okay. season. I thought about starting it. What is it? You. You. It's on Netflix. It's with Penn Badgley, the guy from Gossip Girl. It's good. He's a very good actor in this, in my Mm. opinion. It's like a dark crime thing. It's creepy. Mm -mm. Um, We finished F-Boy Island. It was great. It was so good. I hate you. Um, (laughs) The one guy was an F-Boy to the end, and like it was so obvious. The girls on that show were not smart, but I was like, why would you pick him? 
he clearly does not care about you. And he mm. literally, at the end, it was like they could pick money or the girl. And he was like, I will be picking the money. Obviously. Yeah. He was like, I, they told you that I was an F-boy and you literally still chose to believe the fake words coming out of my mouth is what he said to her. But isn't that like so, like if it was so obvious and they still went with it and still liked him, like how much do you think that happens in the world where people just manipulate and like. All the time. Just At like, least twice a girl. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> literally. Yeah. I can name about two boys for sure did it to me. Yeah. Um, I guess that was a dumb question, of course. It's true. But yeah, you're right. It does happen. Yeah. I watched Hocus Pocus in Halloween Town, mm-hmm. and I haven't watched those in years. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember them. I didn't Gosh. remember half the stuff that happened in them. I watched Halloween Town last year, and I was really pumped up, and then I watched it, and I was like, I just remember this being better. <laughs> like, it's not good. Sometimes I get scared to rewatch things from when we were younger yeah. for that exact reason. But like, normally I, I remember I this them. being good. Like, I love, like, the little rascals and the little giants. Do you remember those movies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. those things. The mm-hmm. Sandlot. Like, I feel like I watch those, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Mar and I just so watch good. Annie because she loves a good musical, as do I. And Annie was probably one of my favorites yeah. growing up. So we did the the one from when we were younger, not like yeah, the original. Yeah. Um, I forgot how many good people are in that. It was like Kathy Bates, Kristen Chenoweth. Wait, from when we were younger? Yeah. Annie? Uh-huh. One came out like in like the 90s. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the original, I think. Yeah, not that one. That was always my favorite. Um, Alan, what's his name? I want to say Alan Ball, but I don't think that's right. Mm. You know, I don't know anyone. He was Rooster. But anyway, it was good. And I was like, wow, this lived up. I'm happy. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, was Hocus Pocus as good? Yeah. I mean, it's Bette Midler. How could it not be good? I feel like that one's always good. It's not that I didn't, I honestly didn't think either of them were bad. But I was, I'm very good at remembering things, and I was shocked that, like... It's like a whole new storyline. Yeah, I couldn't like, remember the premise of them. Like, when they Hocus started... Hocus is pretty dark. I was like, wait a second. It's like eating They're eating... Yeah, souls. that was the opening yeah. scene, and I was like, were they just eating a child? Yeah. Were they killing a child? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, yeah? And I was like, what? What? <laughs> like, I did not just remember that. Just went totally that. over your head when you yeah, were little. apparently. Is that one? No, not that one. That's not the Annie I watched. Sorry. Do the, like, 90s up. version one. Um, did you see that, like, Morgan and them at, um, this, did you see that picture? Morgan and Marilyn and Emily at my center. Yes. They, they were Hocus yes, Pocus. Yes, yes. Like, they had good costumes. I loved yeah. it. Looked, yeah. like, very they dead They bought off. those, right? Yes, they okay, did. I was going to say, if they made that, I need to talk no, to them No, but, and Emily got the fake Bette Midler teeth, so, oh, like, that really sent it over the top, but, yeah. I had to scroll in like on it. her face, because I was, like, trying to figure yeah, out who she, she really, was with. Yeah, But yeah. The, she did the lipstick really well, too. Uh-huh. And I was like, dang, that was good. Yeah, that was a good one. That was good. Yes, Taylor's was good too. Theirs was cute. Yeah. What was theirs? They did the. She was in. She was in our old classroom for the day. Oh yeah, she was yeah. Uh, Glinda. Glinda the good yeah. witch. She told mm-hmm. me that when she was at my house. She was like, "I'm gonna be Gilda," and I was like, "Gilda, <laughs> Gilda." Yeah, and Jeff was like, "You mean Glinda?" My like, God, offended. <laughs> of course, Jeff was. And she's like, "Yeah, whatever it is, like, like the good happy one." 
<laughs> we were supposed to go over to their house last week, and then Danny got a fever randomly, of course, so couldn't go. He sensed um, it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he like, sensed that we were going to do something Without failure, kids. I like it. Um, but it was Bachelorette night, and so Jeff and Taylor stayed to watch The Bachelorette, and Heather was like, they were not interested. I mean, they were, but I sent you um, a little video of like them watching it with me, and then I realized in the video, both of their faces were just like, meh. Like... <laughs> They looked miserable. They did not look like they were enjoying it. It was fun. Um, can we powwow about, about The Bachelorette really quick? Because we didn't really talk about it. Um, sure. The guy she went on a date with. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I didn't watch. Like, we were talking and stuff. So I'm like, I didn't really get to absorb everything. In okay. Yeah. She went on a date with that guy that looks too old to be there. Yeah. And I didn't like <laughs> him. Didn't, I don't then like on him. the date, I did like him. And then afterwards, didn't like no, him. No, yeah, I agree. And then at the end, I was like, you're just causing trouble for yourself. Yeah, like, and then he just straight lied, and he's like, I'm not. Yeah, so, and when everyone was talking about it, he was just sitting there like, mm, Yeah, classic, don't he know told to The Bachelorette that there's, that, like, people. So, okay, one of the guys, the only cute guy, in my opinion, um, The Bachelorette and him talked, like, very briefly years ago in, on Instagram. Like, sent messages back and forth. Because they're both from, where is she from? Missouri? Minnesota? Minnesota. Something with an I think. Minnesota, okay. I think. So when he showed up, she was like, I recognize you. Yeah, she was you. like, do I know you? Did I slide into your DMs? Yes. Like, like, she remembered he was a college basketball player, and so was she. And oh. so I think, like, circuit-wise, they knew some of the same people. Okay. Um, and they talked very briefly, never met in person, and then, like, he didn't respond to her, like, Ghosted after her. or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's what she said. So then he was like, yeah, and I remembered you then when you were on Matt season, and I applied to be on because I liked you. Specifically whatever. For you. Yeah. So it's not that they, like, know each other, but, like, they know of each other is, like, okay. a better way to explain it. I know, it. but even the fact that they were talking to each other previously I think is weird. Like, I think you should come in without knowing them at all. Like, yeah. I think even in Claire's season, she, like, saw pictures of the guys before she was on, and I think that's weird. I, I don't. Like, I feel like you should totally be able to see the pictures. Right. Because you should be able to be, like, at, like, I used to, like, it'd be bad if you brought people on there that you know for sure you're not going to, like, like. But how do you know you don't like them? I, you, I feel like, can look at someone and be like, that's not my type. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I don't Anyways, know. she really likes the dude that she had talked to, and everyone was wondering, like, did they know each other? Not everyone. There were, like, two guys. So the one guy brought it up to her and was like, everyone's talking about this. And then she got really upset and was like, I really just wish that you would have asked me and I could have told you. Like, it's not a secret. Like, I would have thought he would have already told you about it, honestly. She's like, I just don't want to spend my time talking about the other re relationships with other people I have. Like, I want to be talking about my relationship with you and I'm talking to people, whatever. So then he totally acted like he didn't say anything when she came and, like, confronted everybody. And it yeah, was like a whole thing. Like a good teacher does. She. Like, oh, I was just going to tell like, you, she's like, literally, you would very much like her. She yeah. like, walked down, she just like, confronted the issue, she was like, this is not what's happening, X, Y, C, if you have any questions, let's talk about them right now. Not and the super, room like, was like, dead silent. emotional about it, was just like. Yeah. Hmm. She's like, I'm point. an open book if you have a question, and then like, no one said anything, because no one else was talking about it, then the one guy. So then it was whatever. Mm. And then the guys were like, who said this? Whoever said this has to go. And then the guy just sat there like, 
<laughs> and like literally, and he was the only one not talking. Just like they showed, like, they showed video of people being like, "I mean, I know it wasn't you, man." To the guy, and he's like, "Yeah, no, yeah, no, bro, I wouldn't cool, be me." Cool. I'm like, "What do you think is gonna happen when people watch this?" Like, yeah. you can't just lie. Your reputation it's so is just obvious. like immediately plummeting. Yeah, I don't hmm. know. Um, Dumb show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Are you Are you ready for your celebrity spotlight? Are you ready? I think so. Okay. I believe in you. Okay. Do you want to look at that really quick? I thought about that. Oh. <laughs> my COVID test is negative. Solid. <laughs> I thought that it was. I just, you know, don't want to send my kids to school if they have COVID. I'm okay. You. I know. I know. <laughs> so, so responsible. <laughs> I mean, luckily they have the day off tomorrow because of voting, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so how do I introduce them? How do I introduce them? Whatever. You can just tell us who it is. You can start, okay. and then I, I know who you're doing. I know. So. I am going to preface this by saying that I have not always been, like, a huge fan of this person. Like, I feel like most people, they, like, do people that they know a lot about. <laughs> I need to get in there close. Um, but this is, like, a newfound love. Like, something you're loving, I am loving... Drumroll, Jewel. <laughs> like the the 90s singer, folksy singer, Jewel. Which, like, I don't love her voice. Wait, she wasn't she just on Joe Rogan's podcast? Yes, did you listen to it? I didn't listen oh to it. Oh my gosh, But I thought that why. was a little random that she was on. That this is, is why I am obsessed with her. And if you've listened okay. to the Joe Rogan podcast, like, turn this off. Because that's all my information is from the podcast. <laughs> okay. Right. She um, texted me and Taylor last week, and she's like, yeah. oh my gosh, you have to listen to this episode of the podcast because I'm so in love with Jewel. And I, I like, like okay. am obsessed. I, okay. I'm i obsessed with her. All right. And like, outside, I mean, her music's fine, whatever. It's like a little Kermit <laughs> the Froggy sometimes. But like, as a person and how she's grown, I don't know. It's a beautiful yeah, story. Yeah, her story's pretty crazy. Did you listen to it? Uh, some of it, but then once yeah, you it's said like you three were going to do hours her, long. I stopped listening because yeah. I was like, Okay, so you're just going to hear yeah. repeated stuff. Some of it, but Okay, not all do you it. know anything about Jewel? No. Okay, well, you're no. going to learn today. Yeah, you're in for so, a ride. Okay. get a white cloth. Okay. Jewel, can you get me one too, please? Yes. Um, was born in 1974 in Utah, which I didn't realize she was that old. Like, I think when I saw her as a kid, I thought she was, like, my peer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how old is she? She was born in 1974. What? Which, like, that's not, like that old but I think when I saw her I was like yeah you're a kid I'm a kid I don't know I just thought she was much younger but she grew up um in Alaska on a homestead so um she like told all these stories that were insane about like her grandpa coming over here and basically just like forging through and getting free land and they just had to like figure it out and like she told this story I think that so it was her dad's um, parents that came over and I'm open that. Yeah. And um, my favorite story of the of listening to the podcast was um, she talked about how like cheese was super hard to get, and they had ten people in their family in this homestead. Her grandparents, and um, so they didn't have a refrigerator, so they had to keep everything like outside in like its own separate like cold box thing i don't know how it works i'm assuming it's like a like a cellar kind of situation where it's like colder underground you know 
Um, and so the mom went out to get the cheese from this area, and she saw that it was gone. And there, did you hear the story on the podcast, Kelly? No. So there was a cat there, and the cat had like cheese all around it, and it clearly ate this whole thing of cheese. Oh no! And she saw its belly was still full, so she took the cat cut its head off, skinned the cat, took the cheese out, cooked the cat and save it with ch- and served it with cheese sauce and like that's what they ate. Like they were like wait, feral animals. What? Okay, <laughs> they ate the cat and what? the cheese from the cat's stomach. They're like, "No, not today." Cat. Yeah, they're like it's clearly fresh in your stomach. We're just going to take that out. Like isn't that insane? Can you that imagine living insane. that life like Here's your dinner, Kelly. That that's normal. That you like some cheese cat. that much? No, yeah. Like. I mean, yes, actually, in my house, I could see that. But I mean, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. I mean, I can't imagine how much like cheese would cost mm-hmm. back then. I'm sure you're like trading stuff. So like, if you're yeah. doing something and you're trading, I don't know. Okay, so her um, family was always very um, artistic and musical. At six, she started performing with her parents. Um, they would like they had Alaskan themed shows where her dad would play, and then uh, her and I think it's just her brother. They would like sing too, and she played guitar. Um, and she performed with them in bars and at like restaurants and stuff for tourists. And then at eight, her parents got a divorce, and her mom just left. Like she told the story about being in Anchorage, and her mom was like standing outside and her dad got in the car and they were just waving at her mom and like they drove 200 and some miles away and like just her mom her was just gone yeah wow. um <clears throat> so then she started performing with her dad and it was basically just like a duet her and her dad when she was eight and she was like performing in bars where like guys would like hit on her at like <laughs> eight years old um which is super creepy yeah um yeah, so... Are they still in Alaska? Yes. Okay. So they were in Homer, but her mom... They, like, visited somewhere on some gig. Her mom stayed. They went back to Homer. Um, so that was their family income. So she was relied on, like, a lot for that. And so after a while, her dad... Really homeschooled, I'm assuming? Yeah, I mean, like, they didn't or have no school. school. I yeah. think she, she said eventually they... Um, Homer, like, became a city. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. city now. Mm-hmm. Um, where they, like, had a school and stuff. But even when you have a school, I can't imagine what the first school there is like, you know? Yeah. I'm sure it's still essentially, like, someone else homeschooling you, not, like, a typical school. But, so, her dad um, had a bunch of issues after getting a divorce, which I don't know if you know this, but there is a show on this Discovery Channel, and her dad is on it. It's like an Alaskan homesteading show. And it's like her dad and her brother. And they had, I guess the people from Discovery or whoever it was, they didn't know that that was Jewel's dad. It's like them just recording them homesteading, which is bizarre. So whenever things like that happen, like there's... Things like what? Like families like that just keep getting into certain things. Mm -hmm. Like, what's her name? Who's the... Alaskan governor, and, and I know it's Sarah Alaska, Sarah so, like, that's not the common denominator. But, yeah. like, when her kids then got a reality TV yeah. show, or, like, well, she I think about, about Jamie Lynn Spears then becoming famous or whatever, like, I honestly think there's certain, like, families and things that, like, that's what they want to do, and yeah. if you want it that bad, like, it probably it could happen. Well, she, she said that her dad, he was always, like, very musical, and all of his siblings were, like, super talented, 
and um, her grandma wanted to be like a famous opera singer. So like as a family and as a whole, they constantly were like brewing this and like fostering this life of like performance and mm-hmm. being artistic and being creative. So her dad like cut a record in Nashville and like at their shows would try to sell it. But anyway, so um, after the divorce and after time went on, her dad started drinking heavily, started beating her um, and um, like yelling at her, whatever. And she was 15 and she decided like, I already know like how to live on my own. Like I'm a pretty tough kid. So she moves out um, and she decides to uh, like try to figure out life on her own. And like her mom wasn't there anymore. Her dad wasn't supportive. So she pays rent to live in a room in a cabin and she just like works odd jobs um and then that's like really when she starts uh experiencing panic attacks and um like her mental health becomes like a huge part of her life and it's like crippling um and so that's when she starts this is why i love her so much if you can imagine kelly um (laughs) really working on like introspective work in her life and realizing that she can't count on other people all the time so she needs to kind of like figure out systems and things herself that way when hard times come she can move through them without having to rely on your dad who's like a heavy drinker or your mom who clearly isn't there so um hmm, let me see here do you think she's an Enneagram 4? I I am almost sure she's an Enneagram 4 <laughs> which is why I'm like you are my people. As I was listening to it, I was like, 100% she's an Enneagram oh, 4. She says she's an empath, which, like, I don't think I'm an empath. I don't even, like, know what that is, but. Uh, empath is, like, someone who can feel, like, other people's feelings. Yeah. It's, like, like, at a, at a like, another level depth, though. It's not just, like, like, I'm a very sensitive and emotional person, and I can, like, pick up on those things, and I, I'm very empathetic, but it doesn't mean that I'm, like. I hear a story and am broken to my core by it. You know, my dad's like a physical empath. Like, mm, like he, he can feel the pain of yep, people. So, yeah. like Marley, um, oh, this is a story. Marley shut her finger in the car door mm-hmm. last week, and we were telling my dad about it. And my dad like winces in pain, and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "I shut my finger in a door when I was young, and like so, like when people talk about that, like I can feel it in my yeah. finger, like like it's remember it." Like, anytime my dad sees people getting hurt or hears it, he says, like, he can feel it. In so he body. can't watch, like, Ameri- fruit flies, guys? America's like, Funniest Home Videos and, like, watch people fall off that. skateboards he and stuff? He can't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, okay. Jumped in there. Sorry. So, no, you're fine. Please jump in because I don't want people to listen to my boring voice. So, um, she... <laughs> <laughs> So she decides, as she's uh, providing for herself, working these jobs, that she was interested. There was someone from out of town who came into Homer and um, did, like, a two-week dance class. So she didn't have money for it. So she asked this guy, like, hey, if I clean your studio, can I take this dance class? Which he agrees to. Um, And then in that process, he uh, goes and he watches her and her dad perform, and he sees that she is like very talented so he says so he's a professor at a school in um i wrote it down where is it um a fine arts boarding school in traverse city michigan um and he tells her to apply so she applies is it interlocking yes yeah 
How did you know that? How do you know that? Um, interlocking is it's pretty famous, like in fine arts, and we um, had a lot of girls mm. from my dance studio that yeah, would like dance, audition to go be there in the summer. And yeah. like they were always like, I've never ever in my life. But there were like a lot of like the interlocking girls, and they like made it mm. and got to go be there, and that yeah. was like very like prestigious. Yeah. So yeah. yes, it was prestigious. So she didn't have enough money. They gave her a scholarship for five thousand dollars, but then she had ten thousand dollars she had to make up, which she was like basically homeless. So, um, people, three women in Alaska who, like, know her, they teach her how to, um, like, do a fundraiser. And, like, so they teach her, like, this is how you go to businesses and ask for things to, like, auction off, basically. Like, this is how you go door to door and talk to people. And so she did that, and she made the $10,000 to go. Yeah, which is crazy. So then she gets to this school. Um, which I think like all of her stories are super cool, but she gets to the school. She arrives. Well, she, I think that she said she got to Ann Arbor. She flew to Ann Arbor and then she just hitchhiked at 15 to Traverse City by herself. Obviously. Yeah. So she was like, that was very dumb. So she gets there and she starts walking around campus and everyone's staring at her. And like, people are like, like uh, professors and students are like staring at her and she can't figure out why. And then, uh, um, a woman comes up and says that she needs to go to the dean's office. And she's like, I just got here. Like, what's happening? So she gets there and the dean was like, who are you? Where are you from? And she was like, oh, I'm like from Alaska, whatever. And he was like, why do you have a huge knife in your belt? And she was walking around campus with like <laughs> a skinning knife in her belt. Because that she was like, yeah, she was like a feral, like child, like trying to fend for herself, which I thought that was crazy. But she like almost got kicked out of school the very first day for having a knife. I forgot to ask this way earlier, but like, is her given name Jewel? Yeah. Okay. I feel like Alaska just. No, I just like wondered. I know, but I kind of wondered the same thing. Like, how do you get the name Jewel? But. I see a lot of names. That's one. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) I just didn't know because she didn't ever use her last name. Like, yeah. when she was an artist, and so sometimes when people just have first one first name, it's, like, a made-up name. Did they name. make it? Yeah, it's not, like, a, yeah. it's a performance name, but yeah. it's true. So, um... Her skinning her, knife. Yeah, her skinning knife. So, the professor then is, like, do you have, like, money for books? Do you have, like, money for food? And she was, like, what are you talking about? I'm at a boarding school. Like, you provide the books. Like, it's at a school. Yeah. Like, what do you mean I need food? And so, he figured out that she had no idea what she was doing, and um, he gave her a job modeling for, like, an art class, which she said sucked. Like, people doing, like, clay sculptures of her body. She was, she said she was in, like, a leotard, but she was, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. No, thanks. No. Um, so, uh, she's at school, and then her, she, like, becomes or comes in contact with her mom again i think that she like periodically visited her but her mom was living in san diego so she went to live with her mom because her mom was very sick and had like heart issues um so she was working doing bars whatever and um taking care of her mom and her employer uh tried to have her have sex with him Um, to get her paycheck and she refused and so he didn't give her her paycheck and she ended up not being able to pay rent and being then she ended up homeless so she was I think she was 18 and she was completely homeless had to take care of her mom um, didn't have any way to do it so then she ended up living living in a car I think she was like in the hospital I I don't 
So she said that her mom, that they had this like big house that was like way too extravagant and she was like trying to pay the rent for that. And then they tried a smaller apartment and then her mom said that she would like live in her car with her, but she had, she was sick. So, um, she, hmm. Okay. So as she's, sorry, as she's homeless, she is trying to find these gigs in San Diego, but I guess it was a big music scene. So like there to be able to have a gig you had to pay the bars like you wouldn't get paid you had to pay so that then I mean the hope would be that you would be signed right so like she was homeless and she needed money so then she found this coffee shop that was going out of business and she talked to the owner and was like hey if you give me the door money and you keep all the like food and beverage money like can we try to make this work for a couple months um, and so that's when she really started to grow her fan base. And this was the time of like heavy grunge music. So like folk music yeah. wasn't a thing. Um, so she had like a really small following at first. And, um, but it ended up like people started to tell people she started like singing on the corners like, oh, every Thursday I'm doing this thing. Um, and so then she started to get a following and that's really where she... Um, was found and she got to like keep this coffee shop open and then this coffee shop was like flourishing which I think is amazing she seems like a coffee shop person oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. um so uh, a radio DJ he saw her there and he asked her to come in and this was like a, I guess it was a huge radio station that was like a countrywide thing like a big radio station and he had her come into his studio um, sing a song and then started playing it on the radio which like people were paying tons of money to have their songs played and this guy just played it and it ended up being like top 20 and everyone was what asking was for it? it I think it was um who will save, save your soul, soul. she wrote that at 16 she wrote that at 16 years old which is who will save <laughs> your soul yeah do you even know who Jewel is, Courtney? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I remember the music video, like, vividly. What's the other one? I watched it today. You might get to that part. The Hands. My Hands. No. The one about, the, like, breakup one. About, like, I'll get better, it gets better, or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you know, the, the, I didn't dive the into one the about, uh, song super. The one about, like, I'll go see a movie. That Like, that lyric's in there. No. Something about like a raincoat. You put yes. your up and stood in the rain. <laughs> that tune is not ringing a bell, but I do remember something about it. <coughs> Wait, it's coming to me. Um, Jeff's going to love this. I, I feel know, like it's really. in the back he of my did, mind. So it's okay. Okay. No. Yeah, that's true. You can't complain now. These <laughs> foolish games. Is that what you're thinking of? No. Okay. You cool. were meant for me, and <laughs> yeah. I was meant for you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You yes. were meant for me, and I was meant for you. Yes. Okay. Go on. Quality so, singing right there. So save your souls played on the radio. Yeah, and I think it's that one. Don't um don't write it down, people. We um, never should. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's ever a trivia question. Yeah. It could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it is most likely wrong. So um then all of these. I think this is super interesting. So then, like, almost every record company in the country was coming out to see her. And there were, like, limousines at this coffee shop and, like, crazy amounts of um, just publicity coming. And they were offering her, like, massive amounts of money. And, like, she's homeless when she's doing this. Like, she was still living out of her car, which I just find 
insane. And so she decided to sign. She almost didn't sign, which, like, I feel like this is a very... I hope this is a very Heather thing to do, but she almost didn't sign just out of, like, not wanting to be screwed up by um, fame Mm -hmm. and, like, not wanting, like, she saw her writing, I mean, she started writing for mental health reasons, so she found it a really positive, healthy experience that she used, and she didn't want it to be tainted by fame, so she almost turned down record deals and, like, as a homeless person, I don't know how you just, like, say no. Yeah. Anyway, so she turns down um, – she signs, but she turns down a million-dollar advance because to do that, then you would have to sell a certain amount of records. But she makes a deal to get a really high back end. And so apparently she got, um, What's like, back the biggest – so it's, like, every album or every song that's played, you're getting the money. But, oh. like um, – the advance, they give you all of that money, and basically then, it's like a loan, then you have to pay it off in records. Like, you have to sell this many records to, like, earn that money. So she said no to that, because she was like, I don't want to have to be, like, under this um, weight of having to perform. Um, So she said, I just want $2,000 a month for, like, a living wage to be able to pay rent and to buy cars for my mom and my brother and myself. And... So then she gets this really high back end, which is, like, the highest that they had ever paid any musician, like, up until that point on the back end of things, Um, which was really risky because they could have just cut her at any point. Right. But they also, like, didn't throw a lot of money at her. So, like, she didn't do well the first couple years that she was under a label, but it didn't matter because she didn't have to be making tons of records. So she kind of set herself up nicely. Um So she was, like, driving herself around in a rental. She didn't have a bus. She wasn't staying in hotels. Um, But then she started opening and was signed to, like, open for the Ramones, which helped. And then she opened for Bob Dylan, which he kind of – apparently he – I don't know much about Bob Dylan. I'm not a big Bob Dylan fan. You guys Bob Dylan fans? Mm. Yeah. So um, I've, like, heard that he was, like, a very quiet-to-himself person and, like, didn't want to give people – the time of day because I think he also saw it as an art and wasn't about the fame yeah yeah and so he liked that about her ended up taking her under his wing and like went over lyrics with her like told her like don't expand your band have it just be you and your guitar um and then she opened for Neil Young and I guess that's when like her career started to take off she was on Conan and from there on, she was selling like one million albums every month for so how a long old time. Was she around that at twenty one? Okay, yeah. So like when we remember her, she was like twenty one. Yeah, when she was young, but I felt like. But don't you she feel like, has a baby face? But don't you feel like she was in and out? Yeah, so she was. Okay, so she got really so. The thing that I love about her, and I, I feel like I'm all over the place, but. Um, Throughout her whole life, she has always made her happiness a priority because she saw all of this destruction when she was younger and she saw everyone around her resorting to alcohol or drugs um, and people living in pain and being angry. So as like the biggest um, F you that she could give the world around her, she thought that the biggest like rebellious thing she could do was like figure out how to be happy regardless of the people around her, which I think is, like, crazy. Um, 
So after she gets famous, she decides at the height of her career and she was touring, she was like, this is not healthy. This is not who I want to be. I always said that my biggest priority was my happiness and like my mental health. I mean, back then mental health wasn't like a term. I feel like people didn't throw Mm -hmm. that around. Mm -hmm. Um, So she decides to just like quit. So she like doesn't do anything at the height of her career. And everyone was like, what happened to Jewel? Right. But she was taking care of herself and people talked to her. Like there were publicity was all saying like she's fallen off. Like she's a one hit wonder. She's not doing well. Like did she get pregnant? Like what are all these things that happened? But she was really just taking care of herself and everyone looked down on that. Like they think there has to be some backstory yeah. when really it was or like there's something this wrong. isn't making me happy anymore yeah. and I want to be happy. Yeah. And she said that that's like the best thing she did for herself because I mean if you take two years off you're not as famous. And right. so then she would then come out with another album. Yeah. And then she would do the same thing and then come out with another album. But so she was able to do that because of that back end deal, because she didn't have to constantly be um, producing selling. and yeah. selling. And she had made so much money at the beginning that like she she had a perfect like comfort pillow that she could do whatever she wanted. So she like made a country album, she made a pop album and she like it didn't matter what she did. She had, like, complete artistic freedom, which I think is amazing. That, like, an 18-year-old's going to be, like, or 21, no, 18, um, like, turn down a million dollars when you're homeless. And, yeah, to have, like, the foresight to be, like, oh, in the future, I want to be able to. The fact that she, like, wasn't really, like, formally educated or anything either. I mean, obviously, she went to Interlochen and, like, mm-hmm. would have had to done studies and stuff there. But, like. That's great. That's, like, just a very, um, like, innate, like, maturity. Yeah, which in the Joe Rogan podcast, he's, like, dumbfounded the whole time. He's just like, like, how did you learn? Because she talks about, I wanted to go into, like, a lot of the mental health stuff more, but I felt like you guys do, like, a, um, I don't know, like, <laughs> musician, artist, like, this oh, is what they do. You can go this into is, anything these are their you songs. want to go into. But she talks about being suicidal, and she mm-hmm. talks about, like, these moments in her life where she, like, I mean, to think about being 15 and moving out on my own or 18 being homeless, like, the fear that's in that. And she talks about having crazy uh, panic attacks and about being suicidal and just about these moments of, like, um, sitting and, like, I mean, she was in Alaska, so it's, like, sitting and looking out into the ocean and realizing, like, the tide is out, but, like, eventually, and she talks about this, like, the tide is out, but eventually it's going to come in. So, like, nothing is permanent, and, like, right now, like, I just need to buckle in because the tide's out, and, like, eventually that tide's going to come back in, and, like, nothing is permanent. Things will change. Things will get better, which I feel like when you're 15, yeah, to have that, like, she calls it, like, um emotional um fitness Hmm. like like you work your muscles you want to be healthy in that way but like you don't do any practices to like build up your emotional fitness and so she realized that and then she started just like analyzing everything that she did during her day and in her panic attacks and in all of her fear like, she did so much introspective work, which I'm a huge fan of, that I feel like most people are just super afraid of. But I feel like 
today in general, there's no way any like 15 year old American could mm-hmm. like probably think about that. But yeah. also, I just think resiliency is like not a thing in our society. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like, she talks we about want something now. Mm-hmm. If we don't get it now, it's like the end of the world and nothing will ever be good or right again. Yeah. Well, she talks about resiliency, which I feel like if you're Alaskan growing up, like the only meat you get is stuff that you hunt and yeah. like you just have to freaking figure everything mm-hmm. out. Like mm-hmm. you just have to figure mm-hmm. it out or you die. That builds a level of resiliency. But she also talks about like she really realized young that the only way that she was going to survive is by adding to like her resiliency tool belt and like figuring out new ways to see things, figuring out new um, questions to ask herself. Um, she would like see someone dealing with something in a really healthy way and she would like approach them and talk to them about it and like ask them questions and like what they do and she would add that to her resiliency tool belt so that instead of just like she talked about the people in her life that she saw drinking and then they just kept like every time there was a problem they'd drink and they'd drink and it was like they just kept hitting their issues with the same hammer like they didn't have other resources or um just different paths to take like I don't know she's like very emotionally intelligent which yeah. I am about <laughs> it's like well, and also goals life goals people are like oh I want that big house I'm like oh to be emotionally intelligent like jewel <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as I was watching it, I was fangirling, and Troy's like, yeah, you would like this. It's like, yeah, I would like this. Heather doesn't do small talk. She, like, hates no, small talk No, I'm, like, known. Anything. My brother, every time I'm around him, he's like, Heather, why do you have to go so deep? Like, can't you just, like, have a normal conversation? Like, no, that crap's fake. But yeah, if you're going to talk, you're going to talk about real life I things. know, and I know it's annoying sometimes. I think I've gotten better. <laughs> I think. About just but, asking someone what the weather is. Yeah. Like, um, how are you doing today? No, like, really? How are how you are doing? You doing? Um, Grocery store worker. <laughs> what was I going to say about Joel? Something mm. about... I don't know. The resiliency topic of just people, like, this day and age, but... Oh, I think they're wet noodles. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think... Good description. I want to know how fa- who found her for him to interview her. Like, they're out there vetting people because there's no way, like, that just came across his desk. Joe so, Rogan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, so he's the she's most like, famous and, like, most influential I thought you meant, like, the guy who found her, like, the oh, DJ no, no, or no. something. I was like, I don't no. know, Courtney. Like, that's crazy that they yeah. found her and, like, she had this crazy so story. So she also, I mean, I think people typically go on there on purpose and they're, like, probably yeah. trying to advertise for yeah. things. So she's doing a whole lot now. Um, oh, okay, that makes sense. In terms of mental health. Why don't I just yeah, go yeah. to my list? Yeah. Um, I have other things to talk about too, but this is like way more important to me. So she has developed, um, hold on, a toolkit that she um, says it's for like emotional, it's about everyone's emotional language, which is like how you deal with issues, the way that you respond to things. Um, like she says, everyone grows up with an emotional language that you've been taught by your family. Um, just like you would normal speech. Like you're taught how to deal with things when you're frustrated or when you're sad or, um, how to overcome those things. So she has developed a kit from the things that she has learned and the things that she has used throughout her whole life. 
Um, and she has put it into an English class for like language arts because her big thing is we need to be teaching kids at younger ages um, better ways to deal with mental health because it's yes. not addressed. And even in companies, they'll give you like rewards for going to uh, the gym for like fitness or they like want to track your steps or do all these things, but no one addresses mental health. So she's like, we already have these systems in place, like formal education and um, companies, so we can use them as a vessel to like um, bring these other topics in. So she developed a language arts class where, I mean, you're already doing a bunch of writing and stuff. So a lot of the writing is talking about these introspective things or opening up to people in your class, which I mean, for high schoolers, that's a huge ask, but I think that it's a really cool concept. Um, so she's, like, selling it? No. So she, like, I don't know exactly who. Um, I know one person she was working with, like, passed away. So, like, she had to switch people that she was working, excuse me, on this project with. But I think that they're just trying to get it. It's, like, um, goes along with all, like, educational standards. And they're trying to get it approved to be able to, like, be a test English class that high schoolers can take. Where, I mean, it's not the only thing that you talk about, but it's, like... So it would be, like, a curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, developing these skills before kids go off to college and Mm -hmm. before they go into their adult life. Or, I mean, even younger, I think, would be ideal, which I think that's really cool. She created... um, She's creating a program for businesses um, to, uh, like, show up with mental help for their employees um, because she thinks that... I mean, the thing that she has pitched is that if you can address the emotional health of your employees and kind of try to boost that the same way that you would boost physical fitness, you're bound to have, like, better producing, more efficient employees. Um, So she's, like, trying to get this other program where bosses are asking and addressing, um, like, home life. How is your fitness life? How are you, like, feeling day to day? And having it be a constant thing that people are assessing uh, to hopefully uh, boost, I don't know, morale and just healthier employees, which I don't, that I think is like a new thing. Uh, She has written, sorry, my alarm. Um, She's written a book like about her life and in it she addresses um, mental health. She has a website. Are you going to read that book so fast? Uh, Probably. Um, (laughs) She, (laughs) I thought about ordering it off of Amazon. Um, and along that book, she has a website and it's like a mental health website. I went on it the other day and I think it is so cool. There's like a forum for members to be able to talk about topics they're struggling with. Um, and you can agree to be like a person for someone to reach out to because she thinks if people are constantly creating a community and connected that takes away from a lot of mental health issues where you feel like you're just mm, all alone. my jaded horrible self don't what? you feel like someone's gonna reach out to someone and then like they'll convince them to meet up with them and then kill them i mean yeah i think that that's a thing <laughs> i think that's a thing but i think it's like i don't think it's like an in-depth i don't know i didn't mark myself as someone who would do that but i think it's like a very quick response kind of thing. I don't think it's supposed to be like a therapist situation. It's like, yeah. hey, anybody dealing with 
um, what's it called, agoraphobia or whatever, like anxiety attacks. I think it's like severe, severe crippling anxiety and holding up and being terrified. I don't know. Um, So she has this website, and I got on it, neverbroken.com maybe, or dot something. And, um, like, it gives you – I went to start it. So, like, the first day you're assessing, like, what is my – what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What have I been doing? How does my body feel? Do I feel, like, tense in certain areas? Um, And it, like, does breathing practices and, like, teaches you practical things and asks you pretty simple questions that, like – as someone who's dealt with anxiety, like in the moment, you need like very practical, like simple questions of just yeah. bringing me back into this moment. I don't know. I think she's like using a pretty sucky life in a really positive way. Um, but I have more drama. Can I get back yeah, to that? Yeah, sorry. No, we no, no. Took a windy road down no, it's mental okay. health. I feel like this is going to be your longest episode ever, and I'm no, sorry. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, other than the 50th one, which I just felt like – was for Went on forever. Ever. I knew it was two hours. Was I don't know sick. how you guys listen to it. <laughs> I listened to a lot of it, but I did not listen no, to all of it. There's no way. It's crazy. When I yeah. realized I was so drunk, I stopped listening to it. it yeah, like, that's why that's I can't embarrassing. To that. I cannot listen to that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Jewel. So she, um, two years, decided to go and quit after she was super famous. And went through these roller coaster rides. Okay, so in the time, not or, literal, figurative. No, no, no. Rides. She was not on. I mean, maybe I she saw was. Face, and I was like, <laughs> maybe she was on roller coaster rides. But <laughs> her know. career was on a roller coaster okay. ride on purpose. I will say. So going back to Jewel's mother, she left when she was eight. Um, Jewel loved her mom, um, and like saw her as a very like calm very unique artistic um edgy like soul and gravitated to her and like really idolized her mom um her mom when she moved out to san diego i said she was sick and had heart issues Uh and so jewel was paying for all of their rent she was paying for all of their food um and during that time her mom was just kind of there until she became homeless and lived in her car. And then her mom moved back to Alaska. Excuse me. So she didn't really hear much of her mom until she got signed. So she calls her mom. Excuse me. I'm sorry. White Claw just <laughs> gets me every time. So her mom, or she calls her mom and's like, Mom, I got signed, blah, blah, blah. And her mom was like, okay, I'm going to come and help you. So her mom comes, um, helps her, and eventually... Uh, pushes Jewel's manager out and is like, hey, this person stole $5,000 from you. Not a lot of money, but, like, why are other people managing your money? And so they end up um, firing this man or getting rid of this manager, and then her mom is managing with her Jewel's – I don't know. It's just, like, her and her mom doing it all. And then so at 34, which I don't remember – I should have written this down, what, what year or how old she was when, oh, I guess 21. So she was 21 when her fame went, like, crazy. But at 34, she woke up and she realized that um, her mom, or she was $3 million in debt, and her mom stole, like, 
close to like $300 million from her. Huh? <laughs> Which is insane. That's yeah. crazy. She had she that like much money, woke, I guess. Yeah. Well, she had that much money because she took that much – because that deal she made that yeah. I talked about. Yeah. She wouldn't have had that much money had she not. Hmm. So her mom had been stealing from her the whole time. Turns out her mom didn't have heart issues and was, like, faking it. Everything that Jewel believed as a child and, like, throughout her life was, like, a lie. Like, her mom was, like, severely, severely mentally ill. Um, I mean, I feel like when you leave your children, too, like, that's a sign of just... I don't know, but, like, maybe... I don't know. Her dad had the house and her mom would have had to, like, live in her... I don't know. It was her dad's land. So she was never sick? No. She was never sick. She was just basically using Joel for her money because she was providing rent, food, cars, until she was homeless and then moved to Alaska. Or moved back to Alaska. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that, Kelly. Sorry. It's okay. Um, So she wakes up at 34 and she has no money. And so that was in the process of her roller coaster career. So she was taking all these risks with like a country album and a pop album thinking, I have this pillow of money. And it turned out she was like broke and didn't have any money and like really needed. What did her mom spend it on? Um, She says that like they don't really know. It was like, so she wasn't being paid. She was just like taking it and... They, like, can't find the money. Her mom has a house, which, like, she bought with Jewel's money on some island. Um, I'd be like, I will take that house back now. Yeah. So, this is, like, something about Jewel that I hope I'm not this way. But, so, her mom steals all this money. And she thought that, so she was giving her fake bank, bank statements of her money. Like, saying that she had some when she didn't. So, like, Jewel thought she was, like, totally fine. Mm-hmm. And her mom was just, like, super jacked up. I guess she had, like, shell companies that she was making money off of. Like, she was, like, buying <laughs> businesses. I, I don't know. Crazy. So, Jewel had to sell everything at 34. Um, and um, she decides instead of dealing with her mom and dealing with the pain because it was like so painful after everything she had already dealt with that she was going to buy her out for half a million dollars and she had to borrow the money from her manager. So like Jewel was like completely broke, like no money at all, which I just find like literally back to the beginning, back, back to to the, I think she like had her house, but like, I think she was like borrowing money, like, which is Insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, which, like, I think by that, I don't know if she was divorced, but she was definitely married in there. So I don't know, like, what that is like with her ex-husband or whatever. Yeah. But um, luckily, do you guys remember the song Intuition? Her song? Sing it. It was, like, her last one. <laughs> Sing it. I don't Sing really it. know other than, like, yo intuition. Oh, yeah, it was in um, you can't sing a lot Jewel. of um, something, your yeah, heart. like Razor commercials. Yeah. Your intuition. Yes, yeah. I don't remember. An intuition. Yeah, because yes. she came back and yes. made this, like, sexy music video. Yes, that's her pop album that no one wanted her to do. And she was like, I can do it. I have all this money. And it turns out she didn't have any money. Okay, I definitely remember it now because I remember yeah. when it came out and she was wearing, like, a jean skirt in the music video and got all wet. Like, yeah, like, yes, yes, yes. Fighters. So, luckily, intuition <laughs> I a lot of was a hit so she like made money off of that Mm -hmm. because had she not she would have been screwed which i just find 
I just find it all crazy. So Did she still talk to her mom? No. Sure. She hasn't seen her mom since she paid her off. Okay. Perfect. She tried to have her sell the house that her mom owns that she bought with Jewel's money, but her mom, like, freaked out, and Jewel was, like, scared for her life that her mom was going to end up killing her because she freaked out so bad. She was like, mm, I'm just going to let you go, which I just find insane. Like, how do you not? I don't know. Insane. Seems like you wouldn't have to deal with that. Seems like like you uh, have people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like somebody. But would I think deal that she that. like highly wanted to be involved in the ins and outs of like what was happening. Which I that's what I find crazy. How did she not know her mom was spending all yeah. this money all along? She, unless she's not around her. But no, I don't you... think she was. But like that's to so get much to money. get like legit fake bank statements. Yeah, that's like another level. That's like she honestly like. Is very smart. She had people in on it with her, too. But, like, you know, we talk about Jewel being, like, really smart and blah, blah, blah. But it sounds like her mom might have been that way, but used Mm -hmm. it in a bad way rather than, like, Jewel used it in a good way. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Like a con artist type person. Yes. Con artists are typically very smart. They just use them for not good things. Yeah. I can't imagine doing that to my daughter. No. Psychopath. Yeah, she clearly didn't care that much. Yeah. (laughs) true so anyway after that she's supposed to go on tour after intuition she decides again like my mind has been so like jacked up with i can't go on tour like i will lose my mind i will lose all of the bearings that i've tried to like hold on to my whole life so she quits again on the top of that like she gets famous she decides not to go on tour and that's when she really goes into the mental health field, which I think is really cool. She's, like, working with, like, very um, intellectual, like, mental health doctors who are, like, how did you come up with this stuff by yourself when you were 15 years old? Like, that shouldn't be. Like, these are things that, like, her um, practices that she's doing are, like, actually changing the wiring of her brain, which is crazy that she just did on her own. Hmm. I don't know. That's crazy. I think... She could make a ton of money from what she's creating. Yeah, so, I think that's what she's doing now, yeah. which is why she's on the Joe Rogan Yeah, podcast. that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But it's also interesting which I was gonna, that he even decided, like, that I know. he took that lane to, mm-hmm. to promote that. Yeah. Yeah. It's only because she had such an interesting story. Yeah. No one sure. would care no, if she, yeah. like, grew up privileged and Oh, whatever. no, no, no. Then it wouldn't Yeah, be. and that, in the podcast, he's like, man, you are so interesting, it's, like, sad to say it, but, like, your crappy life is what makes you interesting. Like, mm-hmm. no one I know that's interesting had, like, a very easy good life. That's true. That yeah. is true. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was really know. good. Guys, I love her so much. And I, like, got on her Instagram because I wasn't following her because, like, why would I follow Jewel? Right. <laughs> and I'm looking through her stuff and I'm like, I love you, Jewel. Now I'm, like, her biggest fan. What does she look like now? The same. Yeah. I, like, can't tell if she has had plastic surgery, but, like, whatever. Maybe it's just the good cat meat that really, like, made her stay She didn't eat the cat. Young. It was her dad. It was her oh. old cheese and cat meat. Yeah. <laughs> cheese I mean, and I'll cat try meat. it. I'll try anything. Don't knock it till you try it. Like <laughs> what? Uh, that whole story, and that's what you took away. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I just, like... It was good. I just it love was. her so much. Heather's taught me a lot about, like, internal thinking. 
I think I'm a very like reactionary, mm-hmm. quick thinker, and so which like that's good too. That's there's a lot of times I have to stop and be like, "All right, what would Heather think about this or something?" Not in like a bad way, but in like a mm-hmm. I tend to feel like everyone maybe would, how everyone would, would Heather think, process this instead yes. of like what would Heather think? Yeah, about this? I just tend to think everyone thinks like me, so I'm like, "Well, duh, this person is going through this, and if that were me, I would want this, so like I'm gonna do that," mm-hmm. and I've feel like from you I've learned a lot more to be like okay that just because I would want that doesn't mean they would want that Mm -hmm. or something like that I think it's like I was thinking about this on the way here and not to like dive in on myself but I feel like you don't value these things until you go through uh something difficult and you see how much previously you should have been doing these things all along does that make sense like like I never realized that I should be um, focusing on mental health or like working through stuff in an introspective way until I really had crazy anxiety and then I was like after that and getting out of that I was like oh my gosh all through my life this would have been beneficial you know mm-hmm. and I feel like you see it and you're like I don't know at least I am like a very big proponent of it and want people to I just think people don't value it so I mean, life what is richer with do it. you do oh no. Um, do you journal? I do. Like I a journal. lot? I was journaling every morning. Waking okay. up really early. I tried that and I just feel like it makes me like sleepy. Yeah. Because it's so early. Well, it like definitely takes time. Like with anything. Like she explained any kind of mental health thing. Any kind of thing where you're trying to uh, like dig deeper into... Um, um, I don't know, into, like, I don't want to say, like, the depths of something. But, like, anything that's not uh, superficial, it's, like, working out. Like, you wouldn't go and, like, pump a bunch of weights and be like, yeah, I'm totally good, I got this. Like, it's a lo- it's a learned thing that you have to practice and practice. Yeah, and you get that better makes sense. And it gets stronger and your endurance gets longer. I mean, people talk about that with meditation, where it's, like, the first time you try to meditate, you sit and you, like, can't sit for longer than a minute without thinking of something 30 seconds but then like over time after you practice and practice how do you actually think of nothing um is that a, that's not can. a thing it is a thing there's no way well like you things pop up but i think it's like you can dismiss them yeah and like but i think that there are for sure people who can sit and just like have their mind at ease Courtney's no. like no. Yeah. All of this, I'm like interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Courtney's not a big feelings person <laughs> in general. All. No, I, I, uh-uh. am, I think it's like you got to work that out. Adds Courtney. a whole you gotta, other level. You got to work that to brain out. It's absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna start journaling tomorrow. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> See, you would just it. literally start making a to-do list. Yeah, that is journaling. That's how I deal with it. <laughs> how to knock this out. I have like 27 sticky notes all over things. I'm like, all right, we did that. We did that. that I'm that's a my list journaling. maker too. Yeah. But I just think that also on my list I put journaling or <laughs> like recently this is, it sounds so stupid and I don't even want to like talk about it. You ask me what do I do? I don't even want to talk about it because – you give me this persona of being like crunchy granola yogi, and I just don't feel like I am at all. But like, I feel like you're a little bit. It's yeah. whatever. <laughs> Compared to us. recently, yeah. Um, because I haven't had time to like really devote to anything, I'll like 
tell them, if the boys are home, I'm like, you guys need to go watch something and do something. I'm going in my room and having like quiet time for a couple minutes and I'll open my window and I'll just like sit on my floor <laughs> and like breathe. Cause I like don't, I don't want to call it meditating because that makes it sound really, really intense, but I like quiet myself. I think it's important. I don't know. And I just like, when I do, I think about things I'm grateful for and like things that I would miss otherwise. I definitely think the gratitude is like yeah. a very good thing and a very easy thing that I think a lot of people could probably benefit from just like every day thinking of like three things you're grateful for. Yeah. But I feel like And that, not like my house or yeah. like my boyfriend. That's but what like, I was gonna say. It can fall into just like I don't know, like the sun is shining. Right. Like, but, but being like grateful of like, like I was gonna say yeah. just like being in a classroom today, like I was in a room helping and I was you know, grateful for, like, one of the parents came in and the kid, like, ran up and, like, gave him a big hug and mm. I, like, saw the smiles on their faces. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that I saw that moment. You yeah. know, like, even, like, little things like that that are yeah. just, like, you know, probably I think silly the purpose of other people, any but. practice like that is you're just trying to become, like, as present as you possibly can. Because I think that, and she gives this example, which I loved, and I'm not going to talk that much more. I can talk as long as you want, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> I'm entertained. Keep going. Okay. So she talks You've about... You've actually made Courtney quiet. <laughs> like, anxiety and, like, um, dealing with stuff, uh, stress. A lot of people nowadays, like, you go anywhere on your phone and anywhere on social media, and they're like, this is how you deal with this. This is how you should deal with this. In this scenario, when you're having a panic attack, do X, Y, Z. And there's just so much information... And she was saying how, like, it. the example she gave is you're trying to keep burglars out of your house by, like, going out of your house and you're looking for the burglars. And, like, that's not a very good strategy to combat it. And instead, like, you need to stay in your house and you need to, like, make sure your house is safe and secure. And people go outside of themselves to see... What did this person do? What did that person do? I'm going to grab this and I'm going to grab this information and that information and... I think that that's, like, good if you're also taking the time to, like, stay within and see, like, hey, like, where is it that I am, where is my house the weakest? Like, where is it that I could, like, build up or need support? Like, maybe my foundation is whatever, is rocky and needs, like, Mm -hmm. that dug into. And I think that that is so good. Like, I don't know. I find myself a lot of times if I have any issue, I just want to go find a, a something to fix a it. band-aid to stick on it. But yeah. I don't think that that's dealing in the world that we're in where anxiety and depression so so high. We got to start, I don't know, going deeper. I think as I've gotten older, a trait that I really, really like in people and I really look for is self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are so many people that are not self-aware. And I don't mean, like, like, for example, I feel like there's some people that might say I'm not Mm self-aware based on, like, certain things I do or say or whatever. And I'm self-aware enough to know that there are times that I'm not being self-aware and I need to think about it and sit Mm -hmm. back and, like, look at it. Yeah. Um, And that's a type of self-awareness. But, like, there's some people that literally I feel like just live their life projecting and looking at every single other human Mm -hmm. to either solve their problem, be a bigger problem, or, like, 
I don't know. It, instead or of even looking, just like becoming like them, like adapting to whatever other people are or whatever yeah. people do, like not. Like I just know so many people that every time I talk to them, it's like this is a problem and that's a problem and that person's this and this person's oh, that. Yeah. And I'm just like, why have you never stopped to like think about yourself in any of this at all? Mm-hmm. Like you've never once thought like, oh, maybe that person did that to me because I did this to them. Or yeah. maybe they're acting that way. Because, or maybe they're not even really acting that way. I'm projecting that on them because I am insecure of that Mm -hmm. about myself or something. But that would take admitting that you have, like, areas of growth that are needed and we live in a culture But that's self-awareness. Like, Like, there's no person that's perfect. So for anyone to ever look at me and be like, I don't have a goal or I don't, I'm not growing on anything or I'm not whatever. Like, that's weird to me. Yeah. Like, that's not self-aware enough to be like. But I think, like, and, like, I know, I don't want to, like, beat the hammer of like social media is terrible because I use it and I think it's good but like all we see is perfect everywhere and to admit that that's not you means that you don't fit into like largely everything that you see Mm -hmm. and I think to say oh I did this to that person you're admitting your flaws which is just like not normal yeah not um I don't know Something that I've thought or heard about recently was, like, things that, like, you hear or people say to you and you immediately, your first immediate thing is to get defensive. Mm-hmm. That probably means that whatever that person said or whatever you heard or whatever is probably a true thing that you yeah. immediately feel like you need to protect or give mm-hmm. an excuse, like, blame, complain, defend, like, yeah. all of that. Yep. And so, like, I feel like if anyone out there is thinking, like, well, where do I even start with things? Or, like, what could I even do? Like, mm-hmm. When those feelings happen, instead of just immediately, like, forgetting about him, thinking, like, literally stop and be like, why does that make me feel defensive? Yeah. Because, def- like, defensiveness, I think, is one of the biggest things people mm-hmm. do this day and age. Yeah. She so, talks yeah. in this podcast about how, like, and I don't know if I, like, fully buy into this, but I kind of do, um, <laughs> that there are two states of being, like, any creature any being on the planet you are either um um dilated or contracted so everything works in like dilating and contracting ways and so she talks about i mean stuff within bodies and whatever like that's just how things function um that if you can really assess your body language and your um like kind of what you're talking about like mentally how you feel in certain scenarios. And, like, she talks about, like, I mean, she went to the lengths of writing down, like, every single day, anytime she felt contracted and, like, tight, intense, or stressed, or mad, like, all of those things, exactly what she was doing, exactly what she was feeling, and exactly what she was thinking. Like, in that moment, every time she felt contracted, she wrote those down and she started to see, like, hey, this is an issue. But she also like wrote down when I feel dilated and like loose and like open what am I doing what am I like why am I feeling that why am I thinking that and since I listened to the podcast like last week or whatever I've been trying to think like just trying to assess at random times during the day like am I contracted or am I I'm tense a lot dilated and I find that I'm like constantly like my shoulders are like like always up like this like when I went and got a massage like regularly the masseuse was actually like 
wait, what is wrong with and you? Like, what and I was do like, you do? I tend to not like talk about my anxiety or I tend to not like think about it. And I know that it manifests in my body. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just like, yeah. be, like yeah. all the time. And so since then, and since I've been thinking about that, I like notice it so much more. And so I can like stop just for half a second and like take a breath and be mm-hmm. like, this is not what I want to be. I don't want to be like tight in this scenario. When I'm talking to my kids, I don't want to be like, clenched teeth clenched like just (laughs) mad and I think that those are just the topics and the things that when you talk about them and when you tell people simple things like hey are you contracted or are you dilated like which I feel like those are weird words like are you tense or are you pregnancy words yeah um yeah I guess it is I didn't even think about that very much pregnancy words birth words um I don't know like I think that those are things that the people's need yeah what do you think, Court? Yeah, I You're feel quiet. like I bored you, Courtney. <laughs> bored? Yes. I'm engaged. I'm listening. I know. Um, I know it takes a certain person to get into this. <laughs> I get it. No, I think I'm much deeper than people give me credit for. Mm. I don't think that you're not deep. I just, I don't know. Share a deep thought then, no, Courtney. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so you'll think about it, but you won't say it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I was going to do um, Alex Honnold for this. You guys know who he is? No. He's the free solo rock climber. And he, like, is pretty interesting. Um, Not as interesting as Jewel, but... (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Dummy. Well, you'll have to come back and do that. But he is pretty interesting. Um, But then, as I was, like, listening to stuff about him, and it's like, no, Heather, go with your heart. gut. It is going to be Jewel. Courtney was pumped yesterday when I was like, Heather's going to come be a guest so we don't have to like research anything. And Courtney was like, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. I didn't even think of that when she told me she didn't even have time for it. I was like, yes. I have a good person for our next one, but I think it's you next. But then I have a good one. He's like pretty relevant and like crazy (coughs) things are happening. Yeah, Jewel's not relevant. Apparently she is. She is. If she was just on the Joe Rogan podcast, like I bet a lot of people would listen to it and... Just hip hop happening. Now. Yeah, if people listen to it, I'm sorry because <laughs> I just told you everything from the podcast. I don't think we have the same audiences. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go. No, <laughs> only the people that you told to listen to it that then would listen to it. <coughs> you and Taylor. Yeah, <clears throat> which I feel like Taylor would probably much rather listen to you talk about it than listen to that one. Maybe. <laughs> I have something stuck in my throat. <laughs> um. <coughs> all right. Anyone have any finishing? Conclusions? <laughs> no. no. Oh, I'm <laughs> Heather's going to well, die. Heather's dying right here in I'm my kitchen. Sweating. But, um, I don't think Hey, so. guys, message us and let us know your mental health yes, things. Yes, yes, yes. What do you know? But, like, like, nothing too deep because we're not actual people to be able to be licensed yeah. to help you. No, we would not. But we could be like, well, yeah, I've I been there, too. I want to hear your practices, too. Like, yeah, what do you journal? I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, what do you journal? What do you gratitude? What do you think about? Yeah. yeah. I just Stuff work like with a lot of highly traumatized yeah. children. Yeah. And so, for me, a lot of what we're saying, I'm like, it's nice for white suburban people mm-hmm. to talk about this, but there's a lot of people that this goes way deeper. Yeah. And like, but I think way that more serious. She's, that's what I was gonna say. But like, don't you feel like Jewel was like a way deeper per like story? Well, she's yeah, now she's rich still, now, but well, yes, yeah, of course she is. But I'm just saying you have to be very careful about mental mm-hmm. health, and when yeah. you like bring it up, and it can be triggering, and like you just have to be very careful with yeah. it. I was gonna say, 
So she started another company that I didn't really look into, but I meant to. Um, and she, like, works, like, the education thing, she's, like, trying to get it in um, schools with, like, high levels of poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, she started, like, a kids' organization a long time ago <clears throat> dealing with homeless kids and, like, kids that suffered from, like, high abuse, which I think is pretty cool. Because I think, like, I mean, I am not in their shoes, um, and I know that those are, like, really deep-seated, like, deep heart big issues but i think like they're probably the ones that need it the most yeah, yeah. you would just have but to like, have you, like a social a worker running space. it like yeah. a, an, a regular like teacher, teacher could can. not be running yeah. those classes yeah but it definitely we're all about like trauma-informed care mm-hmm. and absolutely they could sell this to districts and make an ass load of money off of it right now because mm-hmm. it's a hot button thing yeah, that everyone true. is trying to push like hugely pushing yeah, it. yeah. and but just it also is triggering for me because mm-hmm. people want teachers to do a lot. Oh, yeah. And so this yeah. was triggering. You're like, yeah, I was like, interesting. <laughs> one more me. thing that I'm supposed yeah. to do. So that's well, one. Well, and I was even going to say when you said, like, companies want it to be, like, your boss to talk mm-hmm. to you about well, that. Like, 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 and then you're a boss my, and you're like, I'm going to fucking talk to my yeah, people about l- that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I try, but also it's, like, I think that's a be fine like, line, too, of, yeah. like, people are like, why are you trying to be so in my personal life? Like, I call think it HR. Would, like, that type of thing. I don't think that it would be, like, the boss doing it. It would be yeah. a it would specified, be, like, a, yeah. a, its own job. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. Or, like, a company coming in that people can, like, go to when mm-hmm. they find yeah. that they have Which is the thing. It'll be successful. Whatever, it's but, very yeah. hot right now. Everyone's trying to um, do it. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. yeah get Thanks us for on, coming on Two Girls in Ohio at gmail.com and Two Girls in Ohio on Instagram. And we only Yay! have like a hundred followers, guys. So if you can like tell our people to follow us, too. my dad's gonna listen. I hope he was really? so jealous of me. He's like, I've always wanted to be on a podcast. <laughs> Your dad should come. So on hi, dad. He seems um, like a pretty interesting character yeah. in general. He's so. a trip. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening, Heather. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, we'll have you again, and you can tell us about that other guy that I already forgot. I'll his probably name. think of someone else. Okay. <laughs> Heather um, also is not very decisive and changes her mind about a million things. Yes. So. Interesting. My worst quality making decisions. <laughs> she sent me about Do we want to talk mil- about cabinet colors? Uh, 10 million <laughs> pictures for her cabinet colors. And she texted me just yesterday and is like, what do you think about this? And I was like, it's fine. She's like, I know you don't care. And I was like, it's not that I don't care. It's just the amount of matter. like emotional labor I've already put into what your cabinet <laughs> colors will be only for you to change your mind the next day is too it's much. True. It's too much for me. I'm just going to say the cabinet colors that you sent her one day when I was with them were exactly the same. I couldn't see a difference between them. Uh Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I But then she sent me a picture another time of when the light hit them differently, and And I did see a little bit of a difference. Well, that is true. My parents are going through that right now with Mm -hmm. their kitchen remodel, and it's a thing. Mm -hmm. They've had to repaint things twice because of how light hits it. Well, we get so much sun in our kitchen, so it really matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not to add to that. Yeah, okay. Anyway. That's a separate episode about home remodeling. All right, bye.